Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 8 of Await. Here, we are going to continue to define the importance of believing in and awaiting the coming of the Mashiach. Now, in the previous episodes, we've elegantly demonstrated how the Rambam, Maimonides, felt compelled not only to illustrate or prove the coming of Mashiach from verses, psukim in the Torah, both explicit verses that are found in the book of Deuteronomy, as well as verses that allude to the coming of Mashiach as a man specifically in the book of Numbers, in Parshas Balak. But the Rambam had to also demonstrate that there was a mitzvah in the Torah, the cities of refuge, that had never fully been fulfilled. In fact, the commandment had never even taken root. And God doesn't give commandments in vain. By making it part of a mitzvah, the Rambam endows the belief, the faith, and the yearning and anticipation for Mashiach with a sense of intensified eternity. The big question, however, is what practical difference does that make? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful idea that Rebbe expounds on the Rambam and offers this profound thesis, which is logical, makes sense. It's, it's a founded and based on what we would call a very, very strong argument of Torah jurisprudence. But what difference does it make? And if it doesn't really make a difference, ultimately, why was it so important? Well, my friends, today I'm going to demonstrate to you that the Rambam not only brought this proof because, hey, it adds added eternity, but in fact, the Rambam has to make his point halachically. As you might remember, the Rambam ruled, and this is a halacha, Anybody who doesn't believe in Mashiach or doesn't await his coming, not only does he deny the other prophets, but in fact, he undermines and rejects the veracity of the Torah and Moshe Rabbeinu himself. Now that's significant. That's a very strong statement. It's a big claim. The Rambam in the Laws of Tshuva, in the third chapter, near the end of paragraph 8, Halacha Ches, says, There are three people who are deemed halachic heretics. One who says 
She'ein ha-toyrim im Hashem. Torah doesn't come from God. Yeah, the rabbis made that up. Afilu posuk echad. Afilu teva achas. Even if one suggests that a single verse, a word, doesn't come from Hashem, he's considered a halachic heretic. If somebody says that Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, made this up, he's a kofar batorah. The second thing is somebody who denies pirusha, the oral tradition of Torah. He says, I'm good with scripture. But you know, that business of the oral tradition, that's something the rabbis made up. The Rambam says, one who says this is actually in violation of his faith from a Jewish perspective altogether. He's a heretic. That's heresy. Somebody who denies the Sages who deliver the messages of Torah. Magidah. And finally, A person who might suggest that God did give us certain mitzvahs, but then he changed his mind. <laughs> now there are other mitzvahs that are relevant or meaningful. The Torah was true in its time, but its time has come and gone. It's expired. They would suggest that it is from Hashem, from God, but it no longer is relevant. And the Rambam specifically fingers particular faith systems who made this very claim. All of these three are considered to be heretics. This isn't the place to learn about the laws of heretics, but let me just tell you, the rulings are severe. It's what we would call a halachic position. Now, here's the thing. If a person says, well, the words of the Torah are true, I believe them, I just think that it might mean something else. So many people suggest that, you know, of course the Torah talks about salvation and redemption. It's an idea. It's a concept. God will bring salvation to the Jewish people. I don't subscribe to this faith or belief that some mystery man is going to get anointed as a Messiah and and bring the world into a state of peace? The Rambam says, if you don't believe in Mashiach, and you don't know when he's coming, well, then you're a kofar Batorah. Very strong statement. The Rebbe says, truth be told, if you want to say that somebody is a kofar Batorah, you can't simply say it because one might have a different opinion or even misguided understanding of what the verses mean. Surely you remember that in one of the first episodes we talked about the opinion of Hillel. This is found on page 99. The Gemara says, Rabbi Hillel Omer, Ein lohem Mashiach li Yisrael. There isn't a Mashiach coming, said Rabbi Hillel. Don't bother waiting for him. There isn't a Mashiach. But we have verses in the Torah. Hillel said, well, kvar achluhu They already consumed that in the days of King Chizkyo. There was going to be a Mashiach. You guys blew it. Rashi maintains that Rabbi Hillel didn't believe there wouldn't be a messianic redemption or coming. He just said, HaKadosh Baruch God himself would express dominion over the Jewish people. God himself would redeem the Jewish people. In other words, he doesn't believe in a Mashiach. 
Would a statement like that from Hillel make him a kofra batora? Quite incredibly, the Ikarim, a man who lives in the early 14th and 15th century, actually makes this very argument. It's a fascinating story, but the Ikarim was called to a disputation with regard to the veracity of Torah Judaism. This was called the Disputation at Tortosa, and it took place in the early 15th century. More than 20 of the greatest sages of the time in Spain were called to defend the Torah from accusations by a whole slew of Christian faith leaders. And there's a lot to say about this disputation that began in February in the year 1413, but let me just say this. It lasted for seven months, and Rabbi Yosef Albo, who later authored the Sefer Ha'ikarim, based his work on many of the things he had to defend during the course of those difficult, challenging, and painful months. And in the Sefer Ikarim, he makes a clear statement with regard to the coming of Mashiach. He says, the Rambam says, you don't believe in Mashiach, you're denying the very essence of Judaism. You're a kofer. Really? Says Rabbi Albo. Then what would you say to the Gemara where Rabbi Hillel, who is mentioned, says, E Mashiach li Yisrael. He says, That sage would be a heretic. A heretic who doesn't have a portion in the world to come. Rabbi Albo asks, If you were to say this, why was he even brought in the Gemara? Would, would you say that the only reason he's quoted is simply to respond and deflect his words? Why did they call him Rebbe Hillel? He'd just be a terrible guy. Now Rabbi Yosef Albo in his opening volley of the book of Ikarim goes on to say, what is appropriate to try to defend the honor and dignity of these sages, who perhaps made a very big mistake, is to say that he is machzik b'tayra. Sure, of course he's a Torah sage. Yamin he believes in its prim- primary principles. However, he made a mistake. When he came to investigate Torah, he simply was mistaken and he came to a wrong conclusion. Says Rabbi Yosef Albo, that doesn't make him a heretic. On the contrary, he's amongst the sages, the pious leadership of Israel. Even though he made a mistake. A similar idea is expressed by the great Radvaz. The Radvaz, who later became the chief rabbi of Egypt, lived for a time in Jerusalem and Tzvat, left and eventually came back. He lived for over a century. His lifetime spanned almost the entirety of the 16th century. He authored more than 3,000 groundbreaking responses in Jewish law. In the 1,258th responsa, he states the following. He was asked about a particular sermon that somebody gave. And in the sermon, this person mentions that there were those who deified Moses. And he questions whether that makes the person a heretic. And he questions 
where there's any basis to saying that. And if there was, why did Moses not kind of quell or quash that mistaken attitude? And the bottom line, for our purposes, is the following quote. My apologies. The following quote. He says, A person who makes a mistake about one of the primary foundations of the Jewish faith, because he was analyzing, delving deeply, and he made a mistake. That doesn't make him a heretic. He says, Hillel, Haya Adam Gadol. Hillel was a great man. He made a mistake in one of the primary principles of Judaism. He made the mistake in coming to the conclusion, Because of this mistake, they did not regard him as a heretic. If not so, how would they repeat a Torah teaching in his name? But he made a mistake. Indeed. However, Adva says, his denial is only He made the mistake in thinking that in analyzing the verses, he came to a conclusion that was mistaken. He's misguided. Him came onos. And that would make him exempt. In other words, if the Rambam only quotes verses, and somebody says, I don't understand the verse that way. I would see the verse differently. It doesn't make him a heretic. He isn't denying the veracity of Torah. He isn't denying the truth and the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu. He simply has a mistaken interpretation. However, if the principle of believing in Mashiach is rooted in a mitzvah, and as we learned, mitzvahs, are never going to change, says the Rambam in the 11th chapter of Hilchas Malachim. We quoted this in the previous episode. It remains, The mitzvahs are immutable. You cannot subtract or add from them. Anybody who adds or subtracts from a mitzvah is a heretic. In other words, by bringing the proof for Mashiach from a mitzvah, by framing it with mitzvah eternity, the Rambam backs up his statement that mi maimin is kofer betorah ube Because it is no longer simply a mistaken interpretation. It's a denial of the eternity of mitzvahs themselves. The Rebbe says this gives us another Interesting perspective, an answer to a question that many have asked. The Rambam, in the second paragraph for Halacha Beis, brings his various proofs. Pardon me, in Halacha 1. Then, in Halacha Beis, he says, Af be'ari miklat. He's, he's bringing a proof from Deuteronomy. He's bringing a proof from the book of Numbers. And then he's adding that there is yet another proof going back to the book of Numbers. One second. When you're talking about verses in the Torah, why wouldn't you put all of those verses in the same paragraph? The answer is, it's radically different. The other verses are speaking about prophetic promises. Narratives in the Torah that perhaps could be, well, misunderstood. That wouldn't make you a heretic. 
Here the Rambam is driving home his point. Not believing in Mashiach makes you a kofer. Chas v'shalom. It's not an option. If you want to be a faithful believing Jew, you need to believe and actively await and anticipate the coming of Mashiach every day of your life. May we merit to finally welcome Mashiach. Bimheira will be amenu. Amen. Thanks for joining.